Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Dear Joe, it's one more thing. Armstrong and Getty. One more thing. It's a brand new feature which will probably never be repeated. In which you write me, Joe Getty, your problems. And I will begin to answer them with the aid of and underminage perhaps of... Jack and Sean and Michelangelo. I wouldn't mind you answering my problems, but does it have to be in that tone of voice? (laughs) I'm afraid it does. It does have to be in this voice. Actually, I was intrigued. We got an email from somebody, and I'm going to paraphrase because I want to protect everybody involved. But it's essentially... Because uh, they, they have heard me talking about coaching sports teams through the years, um, youth sports, generally uh, like lower level recreational sports. Um, and they say, uh, uh, I am the assistant coach on my son's baseball team, Little League team, eight, nine-year-olds mostly. Uh, we have one player who does not have much ability and is really discouraged, but his parents are making him play. He's taking it out on the team, the coaches, and everyone else by acting out, being a wiseacre, disrupting, etc. We don't know what to do about it. What do you suggest? Give the give that kid a podcast. He'll be fine. <laughs> Hand him a Game Boy or a, a, a Nintendo Switch and let him sit over in the corner. He'd be happier in hell, probably. Yeah, we ask him, what do you like to do? What are you good at? Why don't you go do that? Uh, no, it's, it's probably one of those situations where mom and dad either are making him do it Or he said he wanted to do it, and they're saying, look, you signed up for it, you committed, you're going to finish the season. Mm, Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that approach. Yeah, I don't don't know what's at the heart of it, but uh, I will tell you this, because I dealt with a lot of kids, quite a few 
a generous handful of kids like that through the years. Um, that were playing but di- but didn't want to be there? Yeah. Essentially, yeah. Yeah, and it was almost exclusively kids who were not very good at it, so they found it discouraging and probably a little embarrassing. Well, uh, I wasn't any good at it, uh, especially once I got to a certain age. Um, no, there was nothing good about it. There was nothing enjoy about it. It was like being tortured. Yeah, you know what? I was, it was just about it was, to... be, it was beyond like, not. this isn't what I want to do right now. No, it was like being tortured. It was one of the most miserable things I've ever done in my life. Yeah, I was just about to hit rewind, and I said a little embarrassing. That was a terrible choice of words. It's acutely embarrassing. It's humiliating. It's it's terrible. No, it's like the world situation. has set you up for ridicule at an, yeah. at, an, at a point in your life when ridicule really means a lot. Like, at this yeah. point in my life, you couldn't. I, I, there's nothing I could I do. I dare someone to try to hurt yeah, my feelings. Exactly. I dare you. Exactly. Yeah, hook me up to a heart monitor, <laughs> blood pressure, brain waves, and everything. You suck, and your show sucks. I'll never listen again. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or if I'm playing softball and I strike out every time. I don't care if you don't think I'm any good. Whatever. Uh, now I don't have to run around the bases, thank God. Yeah, but at, at, as at a that kid, point, it was torturous. I mean, yeah. torturous. God, I can't even, I can't, it's impossible for me to get in that headspace when I was like 15. Probably 14 was probably the, the last year that I played uh, sports that I was, was bad at. Mm. But um, just, oh, it was awful. Just awful. God, I would dread it. Well, there's a game Friday. I'd be dreading it for days leading up to it. I'd wake up the first thing I would think in the morning, oh my God, there's a game tonight. Just, oh, oh it was awful. Wow. God, that's so crazy. That's the opposite. I would be vibrating with excitement. For like a day before every game, but why'd you keep playing? Did you? I don't know. Was I it, have you felt no like idea why. It was expected of you. Maybe, yes, or? my parents never made me do anything. I fell yeah. into the well. I'm just gonna. My my friends were all better at it. They enjoyed it a lot. So well, all right, let me go do what my friends did, and it it, it didn't play to my strengths. But that was the reasoning mm. for for me at least was I wanted to be where my friends were. Yeah, yeah. All the all the cool people were doing it, so I just thought that that's what you were supposed to do. Yeah. Um, you know, once I got older and looked back on it, there were notable exceptions. Friends of mine that they didn't play little league. They right. didn't do this or that, and I, I and I always thought, wow, how much easier was their summer than mine that they didn't have to go do something that they hated and sucked at? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, wow. So I also uh, had to- a different part, which might fit into your answer. When I was younger, uh, I uh, I was a late mature. So when I got to be like of high school age, I was going to be bad just because of my size and speed and strength. I was still mm-hmm. a little kid, and they were all grown men. So that was a different thing. But when I was younger, we're all the same. We're all little kids. And what frustrated me so much, and I did want to play then, I was just bad at it, is if I was playing a game, like if it was, um, we played two-on-two a lot with our next-door neighbors all the time. Two-on-two softball. uh, Softball or baseball. Oh, I see. Either one. And we we would put the bases far enough apart that you could play two on two. It took so long to get to the base that one guy could get to the ball, and we found just like the right equilibrium where it was oh, that's very competitive. Great, but in games like that where I where I was with friends, I was as good as anybody else. I could catch hit and well as well as anybody else. Uh-huh. I was perfectly competent at it. Yeah, but if it was with a bunch of people I didn't know, I would just seize up and couldn't do it. And it was so frustrating to me because I knew that I could. It wasn't a lack of ability. Yeah, that's weird. I get that way with golf. I think about that now when I like, play with my kid, when we're playing catch and stuff like that. 
I make catches and throws and stuff like that. I think I can do this. I'm I'm not great, but I'm like competent enough. I can do yeah. it. But if huh. I was with a group, I was completely paralyzed. And then of course it snowballs on itself. Oh, yeah. You make a horrible throw. And you see the hot chick in the stands. People start to mock you. You see the hot chick you got a crush on, and you're just sweating bullets. <laughs> and she's <laughs> pointing and laughing. <laughs> and, the, and the world's kind of spinning. And you just see her giant finger and her big mouth. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's just awful. Oh my god! Oh boy! So I can actually that produce that video. So that was its own unique problem to me that I knew I could do it. Yeah. I just why can't I now? Then oh, when I got gosh. older, I knew I couldn't do it. I didn't want to be there. And then I've got this story. I'll just tell briefly because I've told it so many times. So you can get back to your and then we'll get question. back to Joe answers your what? What would we call it? I don't even remember. Never my mind. last ahead. year of little league, I struck out at every at bat. Um, and I would tell my dad, I just, I can't see the pitch. This is when they're throwing fast. And yeah. I'm a tiny little kid anyway. My son, who's in fifth grade, weighs what I weighed as a freshman in high school. <laughs> wow. It, it, which is just amazing to me. I mean, because I look at him and I think, I was your size when I was in high school. But anyway, um, I struck out at every bat and I tell my dad, I can't even see the ball. And he, he thought I needed to concentrate more or watch his hand or something like you that. You got to keep an eye on it. Anyway, when, <laughs> uh, when, when uh, eighth grade that year in school, they did our eye tests. I completely flunked. I needed glasses. I literally <laughs> went through the whole Man. baseball season without the ability to see the ball. That makes it really hard to be a good hitter. <laughs> Trust me. So anyway, back to the question. So you got a nine-year-old who's really acting out and being disruptive because he's not good and he doesn't want to be there. Here's my suggestion briefly. Number one, nine years old is plenty old enough to sit him down individually, private moment. It's tough these days because mom and dad might get in the way. If you can find a way to have a private moment and ask him, how do you feel about being here? Let him express himself. If he hates it, let him say he hates it and don't try to talk him out of it. Try to understand why he hates it and then go to him and say, all right, look, my understanding is your parents want you to finish the year. And our problem, my problem is that I totally get how you feel and it's legit. But if you're disrupting the team, that really messes with me and what I need to accomplish. So how can we figure out a solution that makes us both happy? And then I would, and because I coached a bunch of kids like that through the years, and generally it would be me or one of the other assistant coaches who kind of connected with them, would really work with them individually to bring up their skill level so at least they could enjoy themselves. Mm -hmm. um, because even team sports is about individual skills. And a lot of kids, you know, the kid who can't catch and throw very well hasn't spent a lot of time catching and throwing. So I would suggest a one-on-one -on -one really honest conversation with the kid and, and understand each other and go from there. Because that kid acting out like that, and here's a story I almost never, ever tell. Well, I thought I was going to play college baseball. When I'm a 17-year-old junior in high school, right before the season starts, I get hurt. I'm out for six weeks. Okay? Blah, blah, blah. Season went fine, but not great. Senior year, exactly the same thing happens. I mean, it's just before I think I'm going to, like, strike out everybody and get college scholarships. I get hurt again in spring training. I miss the first six weeks of the season. I'm miserable. I come back. I'm a pitcher. I'm overthrowing. My arm hurts all the time. And I started acting out. I went sideways. I disrupted the team. I had always been kind of the cut up on the bus or the, the dugout or whatever. It got to the point where I was messing up the team. And the coach he, he said to me, we got back from an away game. He said, I want to talk to you. Come into the office with me. And that's when he touched me. 
Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, this went to a different Did direction. Than a, turn. a joke. See, that's the sort of joke I would make that disrupted the team. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was anticipating more of like the bubblegum bubble on the on the top of the player's uh, teammate's hat sort of thing. Maybe maybe a hot foot occasion. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> An old-timey gag. <laughs> no, he was, a, he was a great guy, and he said, look, you're screwing up the team. What is your story? And, and we talked, and I realized I was angrier at fate than I had realized. And uh, Angry and at I, fate, the Joe Getty story. And <laughs> Well, that's the movie adaptation anyway. Uh, and I realized, okay, yeah, wow, that is what's going on with my head, and I don't want to screw up the team. And, and it worked out actually pretty well. Now, granted, I was 18 years old at that point. I wasn't a nine-year-old little boy. Mm. But uh, let him express himself because he is expressing himself through not participating in the drills and, and disrupting the team. He's trying to tell you something. So that would be my suggestion. I, I think my I'm going to make I'm going to make my kid play a sport in a way that my parents never made me play a sport. But I just want my son to try something. Highlight. He, he's not he's not as interested in trying things as I mm. was. And I just want him to do something. Um, Thai kickboxing. Uh, football. Tackle football. And uh, and he he loves like dodgeball is his favorite thing in the world. He plays dodgeball every day at school. He just loves it because he's good at it. People who are good at dodgeball love it. People who yes. are bad at it hate it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's the way it works. And he's really good at it. And he just loves dodgeball. Is and, he uh, is he really good at the throwing part of it? Uh, throwing, catching, and dodging. He's good at all yeah, the, all okay. the parts of dodgeball. He just sounds he just, like a young baseball player to me. But... And he's bigger than most kids, so that gives him an advantage. It just uh, yes, you know, it does. Um. And and so he's in that, and and I think he'd enjoy football for the same reason. But as talking about, because they actually start practicing before school starts, like in the middle of this. It's oh boy, it's going to be awful hot that time of year, isn't it, Dad? Just, <laughs> <laughs> he is a young man who craves leisure. He is my child by another mother. You know what I was thinking though? Well, uh, if if you would have told me when I was. 14 that someday i would tell this story as like a way to tell a funny story would be the reason i'd be talking about it not crying on a therapist's couch telling it because it's funny (laughs) i would have thought how could that possibly happen god if there's one thing you could give children it would be a a a sense of perspective so that they're not tortured by all these different things either you know it's sports or the girl that doesn't like them or whatever happens yeah yeah, the you know the test, the right? algebra test. That reminds me of uh, I thought it was a great program it was for young gay kids, like in high school, a, a prominent gay athletes and then writers and movie stars and whatever had the it gets better program mm. where they all posted a little uh, video about their experience and how it gets better. And that's that's a great message for kids, I think. Anyway, if all that doesn't work, uh, make him run sprints till he's spitting cotton. Give him a hot foot. <laughs> or give him a hot foot. <laughs> Google it. Uh, for me, it was always square dancing and badminton. Never mm. my. You couldn't tell a dosy doe from a swinger partner. Nope. <laughs> from well, an alamand left. I guess that's it. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.